And then you won't even believe what happened next. The doctor started chewing on the leg, saying <laughs> the leg meat attached to the bone, super tender. Oh. And I agreed with him on that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. I wonder how much a chip crunch you're going to get in the, uh, in the recording audio. I don't know. Let's see. People are going to hate me if it's going to be an ASMR. Hell yeah. Ooh, that's a spike. Ooh, that'll be gross. <laughs> Sorry. You should see if it get more spike with their, if there's spiciness on it. I got slurpage on it. That's gross. <laughs> Nobody's here to listen to slurpage. <laughs> a little bit of that went to the back of my throat. Nice. The green sauce is pretty spicy, too. It is, compared to like other green sauces that I've had at other places. Mm-hmm. Tastes good, though. Oh, yeah. Do you keep like a regular database of your green sauces? I'm pretty well versed in the hot sauces actually now. Really? Mm-hmm. You watch a lot of hot ones. Sean Evans I do. shout out. I had um uh the last dab, like the sauce at the end that they take. Oh, okay. oh. it is very hot, but it also tastes good, which is like one of the nice things about it. Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of times you don't get it's only the like best 20, of both it's worlds. It's only like twenty dollars for other. a bottle, I think. But the the one called um like atomic bomb or whatever. It's like yeah, the second one. to last one. I heard that one's garbage because it's just hot and it doesn't have any flavor. Yeah, I've been watching a few like Hot Ones episodes recently, and what they say is that like that one with the atomic bomb and it doesn't. It just t- it either doesn't have flavor or it tastes bad. Yeah, it's just and like that makes everything acid. worse. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So no, no me gusta. Wait, can you one. describe like the effect that it had after you had the hot sauce of last dab? Yeah, like when you had it, did you feel like you know? Uh. I definitely started sweating because it was hot. Naturally. Did you actually douse the wing or did you just put like a little drop? I didn't in have there? it on I didn't have it on chicken wings. I had it on like the little taquito things from seven eleven. Oh <laughs> nice. And my friend he just had a bottle of it. He was like, Let's just try eating it with this. And I said, Okay. And it tasted good. Hmm, nice. So I do want to try it on I think it would be really good if you mix it in with cooking chicken or something like that. And smaller douses, obviously. Maybe I feel like with hot ones though, it. it's like they they cover the entire wing in that sauce. I don't know how they do some it in hot ones, though. And then some of them, like, they have the guests actually put the sauce on no, them that's, themselves. That's a thing, right? That's the last one they have to dab it. Yeah. That's, oh. the, that's the rule. But I mean, like, okay. every wing in between, they also give them the option of putting more on top. But I don't know if it's just a clean wing that they have, and then they put the sauce on it. Or if it's like, you know how B-dubs with their dry wings will kind of bake the sauce into it? That's true. I don't know if it's like that. Ooh. I feel as if they're hot. They probably don't bake them in. Mm. Hmm. Would you ever do hot ones if you could? Yeah, because I like to think I can handle my spicy foods. I would bitch out. And too. judging by no, my ability I mean, to eat the last dab, I think I'm okay. Yeah, but I like that's the, after like an entire marathon of eating hot sauces. I like the Bill Burr philosophy on it. So it's about being so manly that you've bought into this whole thing of like, oh, I don't want to look like a bitch if I back out. But in a sense, you know, it's not the best thing to act like you're too good to like, like you're taking on this suffering voluntarily, <laughs> even though, you know, it's more suffering than it's probably beneficial to take on. But you bought into the whole philosophy that it's like, oh, I don't want to look like a bitch. So it's just proving a point. It's just proving a point at that, at that point. I guess. Well, if you really wanted to do that, you could just take like a spoonful of pure capsaicin, which is the chemical that makes it spicy. Because they, they, you can buy that. There's videos of people on YouTube that are just taking like spoonful, which is not Why? recommended. Why would anyone do that? I don't know. But there's some old dude who handles it like a champ, but I'm pretty sure that would like 
I've irreversibly seen... damage your taste buds or something if yeah. a regular person tried to do that. I saw like a hot a hot pepper eating contest from like Argentina mm. where like oh. the two the two winners ate like a Carolina Reaper or some shit like that. Mm. And they just ate the the goal was to eat as many as you could before like the like one person lost oh, or one person man. like you know cashed out. Uh. They they both just ate four of them. Oh man. And then they both won. I was just like, what the fuck? I do at some point want to try a ghost pepper, like a raw ghost pepper. Maybe not a Carolina Reaper because that's hotter, I think, right? Yeah. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. I think it's fun. I like spicy foods. I, I've eaten habaneros and like had no issue with it. Yeah, it's not so bad on the front end, but on the back end, it's yeah. pretty rough. When you say back end, do you when mean When it's like, coming out of your butthole, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay, exactly, that's what I would expect. Yeah. Explicitly. It comes out nuclear. coming out your butthole. So in the character of things that would haunt you uh after doing it for years to come and explicitly your butthole for this spicy butthole the yes the uh topic for today are moments that still haunt you i completely believe that eating a hot pepper would haunt your memories for the foreseeable future Depending on how hot it is, I think. It can. Oh yeah! By the way, welcome to episode twenty of the Actually Nothing podcast. You still 20, don't baby. know when I hit that record button. So. I have no idea when you hit the record button. It's um, just at will sometimes. Could be. Aaron hides behind his screen, and I never know when he presses the record button. So we could be mid sentence. It could be I'm now when it happens. Master. Yeah. We well, he introduced the episode, so we know at least now we're recording. Yes. At some point, I will record that. But I like to have a nice buffer of random little talks in between to make it seem like that walk-in you know think of it like this it's like when you're a child you have no recollection of when you actually gain consciousness just these like smattering of memories that show that you had it at certain points that's how the podcast is like oh my gosh you don't really start feeling conscious until it happens (laughs) i wasn't ready for that (laughs) that was actually crazy that's true but yes you are correct the topic of the day is c no i'm just kidding it's uh, it's um memories that haunt you or memories that continue to haunt you because I have a lot of things that I sometimes think about at night when I'm trying to go to bed and I can't go to bed because they keep invading my brain space. Yeah, and I feel like oftentimes they're really embarrassing or they're just like, I think the worst are the ones where you've missed opportunities and you look mm. back and you go, oh, oh. those are, oh, God, ow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those are the worst. Aaron hit his head on the... Uh, yeah, there's a treadmill behind me. We have a very versatile uh, recording space. Yes, what you guys don't see is that we're all on workout, different workout equipment while recording this. Dan's currently on a bench, JP's on said treadmill, and I am <laughs> sitting. Well, see, what you don't know is I'm able to keep this type of cadence with my voice while also running at 8 miles an hour for the entirety of this class. Oh, look, he's yes. pumping it up. He's, oh, 10 miles an hour, 10, 12 miles an hour. I'm wow. telling you, I can you just do 14 it. 14 now? 14. Mm. I'm raising the incline to at least 10 degrees. Wow. Yeah. All while keeping the same I have level a, of voice. I have a resting heart rate of at least 20, and wow. so... What a Chad. Once you hit 20, that means you're <laughs> Choo Chad. Choo Chad? I'm going to have fun cutting out all this chomping in my mouth. Chomp. I feel There's like a just... food tomorrow. <laughs> I believe you have to own it. You slurped a few times in the beginning of this episode, too. That's really uncalled for. Ooh, have you seen that video of the guys who do um Flight of the Bumblebee? And they have like a hundred different bottles. Yes. And they just keep running along with it and go... For some reason, I was aggravated watching it. I was kind of like... Because they weren't on time. But yeah. I think they didn't have enough people to keep it in time. But also, there's a sense that, like, 
at some point there had to be like people drinking all of that beer in the house to create an entire like spectrum of notes like that. <laughs> it was like a hundred something bottles. So, oh yeah, some degeneracy. Yeah, who's just, to say it was full of beer? It could have just been leftover water. It's or, like, more of the fact that that many beers were actively participating in that room. You know, between mm. three people, we yeah. can do that right now. I mean, I'm on my we treadmill. I've got like right at now. least fifteen beers in my hands. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I know. I'm a fucking Chad. Fine. Are we gonna Are we gonna <laughs> hop right into it? Do we want to just fire them off the different situations that or memories that you've had as they come? I think you know after that really riveting conversation about capsaicin and hot peppers, <laughs> I think it's you know a very easy segue into this. Well, with the peppers, I remember the feeling of the hotness from the habanero that I ate. Really? Yeah. Does I didn't it... like tear up or anything, but I do distinctly remember coughing up along. And that kind of hurt, but uh, Aaron, that kind of hurt coughing up a lung portante. Yeah, it tasted good. I actually surprisingly liked the the pepper and the crunch, so that's why I'm thinking a ghost pepper might be. Well, actually, ghost peppers are also several magnitudes hotter than a habanero. Yeah, is a habanero habanero? I think it's habanero because it has the, the, the tilde. Uh, the tilde. Oh, if it's got the tilde, then yeah, it's nero. Tilda is the squiggly thing, right? Yeah. Then what's the name of just the little carrot up top? Is there a name for that? Accent. Is that it? Accent? Yeah. If it's like a single line going in a direction, it's a carrot. Or no, it's an accent. Like it just looks like an apostrophe that's above the letter. Oh, I think that's just an accent. Oh. I don't know, man. It might just be an apostrophe. I've forgotten everything I've learned in Spanish. So do you have any like, um, what are like the moments that sit in your head at night when you like trying to sleep and... You know, you can't sleep because this, like, you're just reminded of this horrible, embarrassing, or just horribly, like, awkward memory. Do you have do, do any come to mind for you? I do have one. Do you have one, Dan? That you can think. I'm trying of? to think of one. It can be maybe. really many too. It doesn't have to be like, oh God, my life would have been a totally different place if this did or did not happen. Yeah, it's yeah, like I I've had thoughts about it. before where I was like. It was kind of, I guess, more of a call of the void type thing where I'm like, if I took a left right now, I would be dead. Yeah. And that's like a thought that I've had before that sticks. But that's like a whole nother can of worms to open up. Wow. That's different. We could talk about it at some point, but yeah. I don't know. What do you got? Mine? Yeah. Is, <laughs> the first one that I constantly think about is, <laughs> it's kind of, there, there's two similar stories, but the first one is... There's two actors in this. There's me. Okay. And there's a girl, yes. Okay. We'll call, for the sake of not doxing said person, let's call this person... Dan. Yes. This person's... <laughs> yeah, Dan. Yeah. The girl's name is Dan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Danielle. Just, sure. Yeah, sure. Dan. Dan. <laughs> Danielle. Okay. <laughs> so for like two years, I had a huge crush on... Dan, right? This feels so weird saying that when you're... Well, like it's an abbreviation crush. for Danielle. Sure, yeah, so. we'll say that. Huge crush on Dan, you said. Yeah, so I have, a, I have this huge crush on Dan, yeah? yeah. Danny, um, maybe and, Danny. Uh, Don't fight it. it. Stop, trying to, <laughs> stop trying to bend this, Dan. Um, not talking about this Dan, by the way. Uh, but, so, yeah, I have this huge crush on Dan, and Dan goes to the gym a lot, right? Okay. And mm. after, oh, yeah. after volleyball practice um, for club... Dan would pop into the gym every so often just to say hi to all the other people. And, of course, I'm there to say hi as well because, obviously, I have a crush on this person. And if they're walking through the door, all eyes go to them, right? Mm. But I was at a locker, and I was getting stuff out because I have these little small lockers in 
one of the gymnasiums are there and a lot of people just throw their stuff in there and dan had their stuff in there too so i was i was in the the gymnasium first and i was going to get stuff out of my locker the locker that i actually had my stuff at was like at the bottom row but before i went to go get my stuff dan came into the gym and said oh hey what's up and of course i want to talk to dan right because i have a huge crush on dan while i'm looking at dan <laughs> um but instead of me doing the actual thing that i meant to do which was to get my stuff from the locker that was at the bottom row i just randomly open the locker that's in front of me and start pretending to sift through items that Dude. are in an empty locker so oh, i'm boy. just there's the the locker door opens up and it's like in between me and dan right oh yeah um but if you're on my left side you would clearly see that nothing's in this locker and i'm just moving my hands around and making it seem like i'm trying to like look for something because i was just trying to find an excuse to be like oh yeah i'll just spend a couple minutes here and like find an excuse to talk to you right mm. but i didn't have anything and i knew my stuff was below but i didn't want to be like oh yeah whoops wrong locker and then go down so i just spent like 30 seconds oh, just no. like 30 seconds like That's probably it. just pretending to be like oh yeah and like pretending to check my phone and wallet even though it, there was nothing you in committed that to it i did i had to commit to the bit yeah you could have played to it yeah, yeah but then i mean the entire time i was having the conversation with dan so it was like yeah i had i, I came out net positive in that one but when i think about it i'm like god you're such a fucking I thought, dork i thought that was gonna go somewhere else like I thought, I thought that they were going to see you and call you out on your bullshit. <laughs> I thought you were sifting through their belongings. Oh, no. That would have been awesome. <laughs> it was just like, unlo- it was like a random unlocked locker. That okay. would be weird if I did that. And it happened to like, oh, you got the wrong locker there. Buddy. Yeah. Well, wow. I've never done that. I've never committed so hard to, a, to like it was such something a, like that. God, it was such like a, like a sitcom, rom-com like <laughs> scenario that I can't believe. And then after they left and I said bye... I looked down at the empty lock and I was like, God, you're such a fucking loser. I can't believe you did this. <laughs> but, well, that's one of the things that I constantly think about. I'm like, wow. I think nobody else who knew me was right next to me while I was doing that to see that I was totally bullshitting just to have an excuse to talk to, to Dan. So, yeah. I like to imagine how I would have acted in that situation if I were next to Aaron, rather. Uh-huh. Like, I probably would have helped would you. Just tap me on the shoulder and be like, yeah, there's nothing in there. <laughs> Hey, uh, dude, are you okay? Expose you're, uh, me. Just expose me in the middle of that. You're uh, searching through an empty locker. I feel like nothing's in there. Mm-mm. Can't do that. I think um, I've got one that's a little like, it's just kind of silly, mm-hmm. but I think about it frequently since this happened. A couple weeks ago, I was at the gym and I'm like, you know, going hard. I'm just having a, like, having a fun time. I've got my headphones on. Nobody's bothering me. I'm just like in my own world. I'm going hard on bench press and I'm going a little too hard on bench press and I kind of like, I poop I, yourself? No, I don't poop oh. myself. But I, but I let a very audible fart out. And so I immediately rack and I go, oh shit. Take my headphones out and I look around to see if anyone's looking around. <laughs> so if anyone did see it, it's well, and just like, lo- like, did it guilty. feel like it was loud? Yes, it was definitely loud because I could hear it from my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so my cursory scan of my surroundings was to see if everyone had their headphones in because if so there's a there's like a chance that everything is fine yeah i saw one girl like all, like right in front of me no headphones i was like oh. <laughs> did she look behind her right at you no i I, would, I made sure that i didn't like put my eyes anywhere near her so that if we did meet eyes it just never would have happened uh. 
Oh, that sucks, dude. But um, there was oh. some dude who walked past me too. I was just hoping that it wouldn't smell. Like, <laughs> I was trying to do damage control in that moment. I was like, if this smells, like, I gotta defer. At least, you know? were, the people, <laughs> were the people around you, like, regulars that you knew went there pretty often? Yeah, that's I, don't, I don't know. There's some fucking randos. That's, that's when I would be worried, because there are people at the gym that I go to that I know go there pretty often. Oh, yeah. So if I did something embarrassing around them, they would probably recognize me at this point. Mm. That Is that's when you start going super hard on your bench press and try to waft with the, with, <laughs> with the motion of your bench press? Be like, oh, or just but, be like one of those guys that screams really hard when they're doing a pump, and so you mask the sound of your fart next time. Can I? Uh, can I also talk about something that doesn't really haunt me, but I think about it frequently, okay. and it's not even a personal experience. There's this guy at the gym. <laughs> he calls he farts him- a lot. No, 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 that's me. Um, he calls himself. Um, I think his name is like. It's like the Mamba or something like that. I don't know. Kobe. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Anyways, he's in the he's in the gym. He's always rapping at himself, just like aggressively rapping at bars. Yeah, spitting bars to himself with headphones (laughs) on. I don't know if these are his own lyrics or if they're somebody else's lyrics. Are they good? No, (laughs) they're bad. (laughs) In fact, like. I don't think any of them are actually intelligible. They don't really have direction. Maybe it's he's just a mumble like, rapper. I, maybe. Mumble rapper, he's, yeah. he's saying a bunch of words, though. So he's not really mumbling. He's definitely articulating very well, because I can understand him. But the part of the problem is that he's doing it super loud all the time. He's lifting, like, you know, not very much weight. Five but he's, And so you have to imagine it's this really big guy. He's running around. He's, like, sometimes punching the air. He's sometimes, like, lifting really fast. And then he's, like... Uh, got that pussy on a fucking budget, budget, but he's just like going at it. And it's like, what? You should ask him for his mixtape. Dude, he one time showed up to an event um, that Ryan and I were attending. Ryan is one of my friends. And he showed up. It was like some talent show thing or like an open mic. He came from the gym, had his own like mixtape set up and ready, turned on the mixtape, proceeded to kind of rap with his own <laughs> mixtape. And then he left after taking 15 egg rolls. It was crazy. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, it was... 15 I, Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know what his deal is, but he's been there forever. You should ask him for his name, at least, and be like, hey, I noticed you're a regular. And then lay a fat beat for him and be like, yo, I know you can hit this right <laughs> I now. I know you got this, dude. <laughs> but this the last time I heard him rapping, he was doing, um, he was doing like, tricep pull-downs uh-huh. while rapping something incredibly vulgar. And I was like, <laughs> what is prompting this? Like, he this? doesn't care at all about the people around him hearing? No, this. not at all. Was I this just, at the UFC gym? No, the MMA no, I, gym? that one hasn't even opened yet. This okay. is at the DePaul gym. The DePaul gym. Yeah, okay. nobody complained about this. I feel as if people have talked about it, but he's kind of like a, uh, he's become like an amenity of the gym. <laughs> you get to see him and it's kind of like, oh, it's this guy again. Yeah. <laughs> like Maybe oh, he's I, supposed to raise morale for everyone around him so that they work out a little bit harder. I mean, when I'm around him, I don't know if I work out harder as much as I just feel confused. I don't know whether or not I should stay in the area or leave the area. Does it seem like he's like targeting his raps at somebody? <laughs> like, like if you're just on the bench and he just walks up and he's like, yo, fuck you. You a little pussy bitch. And you're like, I can't tell if you're si- rapping on beat or if you're just at yelling me at me. Or like he's rapping at me or around me. In real time. Oh, he's the real time diss track. That's a really good idea. Real time diss track is a great rapper name. That's, that's like a really good idea. And if you decide to pursue a rap 
rapping career, you should call yourself Real Time Diss Track. Let's go. Dude, that's a great, that's a great idea. R-T-D-T. R-2-D-T. R-T-D-T. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, initial Dude. Oh, dude. We gotta, you gotta get that copyright on it before somebody steals it after listening to this. I feel like if we were to ever open like up a YouTube like ideas channel, that would be the first one. It's like, imagine that long list of things that we had written a long time ago. Yeah. For for a preface for everybody listening to this, we kept a long list of bad ideas. <laughs> so the first of which included the inconvenience store, uh-huh. where everything inside the store is like either broken inside the bag. Yeah. We had some other really it bad included ones. Included Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Trader like Joe's. T R A I T O R. Lots Joe's. of treason goes on. Yeah, like that duplicitous store. Joseph sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> um, we also had. What was that other stupid the Peter bear. one? <laughs> yeah, bipolar bear. That's a good one. But that one actually got made into a YouTube thing. Really? That's a yeah, the bi- thing? Yeah, the bipolar bear got made. Um, We got Bud Lightyear. That Bud was Lightyear, a good one. Yeah, I'm sure that's a thing too. <laughs> that has to be. Uh, we have to create our own pop star, Lana Del Razorblades. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah Lana Del Razorblades. I think another really bad one that we came up with was like, no, Peter came up with a stupid shit one. It was like Paradox, like pair of pair. docks for boats. <laughs> Paradox, like P A R A D O X, and then a parrot ox. <laughs> paradox. Yeah, and he just, he's like, JP, check this out. He named three things in a row, and he's like, on the list. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but so I feel like that would be the content of that. It's YouTube more like channel. a list of like shitty puns that we decided to make into something than anything else. Yeah, but we haven't really added it. We haven't added to it in a long Does time. Does somebody since have an actual copy of it? I think Peter lost the list. <sighs> He oh. always loses stuff. We got to document the stuff. Emphasis on Peter lost the list. Yeah, freaking Peter. Yeah, I know. He'll never listen to this, so he won't hear us be mad. <laughs> yeah. uh, throw, we're throwing him under, under the, the bus. Yeah. That's right. There you go. That's our first it. one of today. Amazing. In that episode, though, I used that thing like 15 times. That's a funny... We were throwing a lot of people under that's the bus. A, that that's a hilarious episode. I yeah. loved listening to it. Is it on YouTube already? Yeah. It's everywhere. Okay. Everywhere you uh, get mm-hmm. your podcast. We're trying to make it a haunting memory, Dan. Yeah. Like mm. the topic that we have. It. <laughs> Dan, have any haunting memories? <laughs> haunting memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was listening to the previous podcast. And I just was kind of, <laughs> I was haunted by how freaking dumb I sound. Oh, man. <laughs> so like, do you also hate the sound of your recorded voice? <clears throat> it's not so much the sound of my recorded voice, but the content of which oh, okay. <laughs> that I'm talking about. So that in the combination with maybe my recorded voice, but maybe that's just me being a little too hard on myself. Because yes. you're, you're don't worry, I hate the sound of my recorded voice still, and I've been listening to it over and over again. <laughs> when I listen to my own voice on podcasts, I always listen to how dumb my voice sounds, and then how many stutters I make. Mm. That's something that well, I. What just about do the content the of what you're saying? You're at least you know feeling like you have some respectable content that you're spitting out. I guess. I'm all I'm always critical about it and like that was a stupid thing to say. There was one podcast that haunts me actually. Uh-huh. Um that to, we did to steal yeah, that we did to steal your thunder where we were arguing about something and I was sure that I was correct. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to it and I'm like Dan's right. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm wrong. Like I'm not above it. I know I'm wrong. But mm. I think about that sometimes I'm like that's on the air now. Like that's there forever, to be, that's there. there to be seen by somebody else. My failure as an argument, like as an argumentative tactic, mm. you know. I tried to cut out some of the ums and uhs and likes, and um, <laughs> God damn, right. but I tried to make words. sure that there's no, you know, like awkward pauses in between. No, you know, like yeah. awkward. Uh, One of the things that I do notice pauses. that is a thing that happens a lot between not just us but everyday speakers 
I think it's a Midwestern thing is people go, no, yeah. Or they go, oh, I hate yeah, that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. So, yeah. No, yeah. So I, don't I do really that a lot. Which, I know I do it, but I don't really have control over it. So what am I supposed to do? Does that haunt you? A little bit. Whenever I think too hard about the way I speak, I feel like it starts to force me to speak too properly. Like when you're trying to nail us for not using prepositions. Oh, I'm always doing that. We haven't <laughs> yeah. screwed that up so far. You did oh. a few times before. I just, just chose not to say okay. it. Okay. Well, the, you're supposed to, you're supposed to call the us out. You're I'm the not, grammar Nazi in that case. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a Nazi after you're, you're, you're haunting us for that. Yes, that's true. Yeah. You got to bust out woman. the proper usage of whom sometime this podcast. Whomstva? Whom? Whom? I know that. I told you that, right? It's like him who and is, her. Who is he and her? And then whom is him and... Wait, I screwed that up. Yes. <laughs> no, you're right. It's like... He um, and she. Who is he and she? Whom is him or and, and her? her. Okay. Yeah, it's like you always use whom when it's about somebody who's either going somewhere or somebody who's situated on top of something. So like, to whom am I speaking on top of the chair? You know, that person is on top of the chair or... On whom am I standing? You know, like you're mm. on somebody, and then almost more to whom is like yeah. Well, yeah, it's that's the whole idea. Is like the preposition on. There's like different types of prepositions. So like on is a stationary preposition, and then there's like movement prepositions like to. Mm. I'm going to this. Like to where am I going? Mm. Right or like to whom am I speaking? Mm. You know, and so you use whom because it's like directional. You wouldn't go to who am I speaking because who is subjective or it's um, nominative, right? And so sure. who belongs in the <laughs> no no so who always belongs in the subject position? So like who is speaking, right? Yeah, who is speaking? That's like the like who is the subject is is the you know is speaking is the verb, right? Yeah, and so when it's in a different position or when a different rule, you use whom, oh. and then use whose for other things. That's like the prep the. I screwed up Other the way. usage of whose S W H O S E S E yeah versus the, the conjugative thing yeah who is versus whose yeah. yeah I got that confused for a while that's like effect and affect mm-hmm. you ever um I don't know stay up at night welcome to the your, grammar uh, podcast <laughs> your grammar. Yeah, the grammar cast you ever just stay up late at night you know thinking about the stupid like conversational things you make no because I almost immediately forget about the conversations that i have oh that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of a like, i was sweet, telling, i was telling dan like even the episodes that we edit i don't remember half the time even talking about those things until i have to go over them again i'm like oh well that's the thing that happened yeah like this i won't remember that's true future me you're gonna be listening to this now and you'll be like <gasps> that happened <gasps> that happened <laughs> yeah there you go the the conversational ones only haunt me in as much as they like are an active part of my day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but as soon as I'm, as soon as I'm done or I'm doing something else, I forget about it. It's like a, it's like when you mistake saying, oh, thanks you too. When somebody hands you food, like when somebody <laughs> yeah. serves you food, like have a great meal. Oh, you too. You too. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, wait, to, to channel our Enjoy Brian Regan. Movie. You too. <laughs> That's, That's me at the one. gym every fucking day. It's just <laughs> like, oh, have a good workout. Oh, thanks you too. Uh. <laughs> there is one time I think I was, I was really tired or something and I was, I lost my wallet and um, I went to go find it and I went to go to the lost and found at the gym. And there is like, I was really tired 
And I was trying to like, you know, see if my wallet was there. They had my wallet mm-hmm. and they bring it to me. They go, hey, uh, we just need you to verify that this is your wallet. Can you like tell me what your name is, write your name on or, or like, and so they said the, all these things. I look at my wallet and go, wallet. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and they go, point at it? I go, wallet. And they go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that one, like that one I find very funny, but it's sort of like comes back to me every once in a while. Like, it's just like a dumb little moment. That yeah, it's like, just so can't stupid. That happened. Most of these haunting memories are pretty inconsequential in the grander themes of thing, things of the grand scheme yes. of things. The grander, the granders. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cent- yeah. They don't matter. But I don't know. They just stick around so much. And it's like when we said, you know, most of the time people won't remember you for these things or give a shit, but they just are a thing that's unique to you that really stick in your mind for some reason. I always think about when I make mistakes like this, that nobody cares that much about me to ruminate on my mistakes that much. Mm. It's like that rule, like, you know, people are looking out more for themselves than they are to care, like anyone else to care about the dumb mistakes you make. So like those moments where you like, you ever do this shit where you're walking and somebody's walking in the same direction, you do that little awkward dance where you go, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. you both move in, yeah, the, same both move in the same direction. Yeah, you both move in the same direction. Like, that's happened to me so many fucking times, but I don't think anyone really thinks about it except for me, right? <laughs> yeah, that, like, the, I wouldn't remember the face of the person that I did that to unless it was like Jack Black or something. Do you mean, um, you wouldn't sorry, sorry, the face of that person, the person to that whom? I did the dance with, to whom you did yes. that dance, uh huh, well, with whom you did that dance, yes. Thank you. Dan, do you have any... Do we also gotta go into the not ending a sentence with a preposition grammar structure? What do you mean? That's just, you don't do that. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. But people do that all the time. So I have a little bit of a caveat with that. Okay. Because somebody made a statement that I read that said, the whole basis of the evolution of language is that people will incorrectly use something that was written in stone until it becomes normalized, and then that becomes the new standard, right? Ooh. So if people fuck up the prepositions enough over time, which apparently we are, it will just become the new standard. So at what point will you believe, Sir Grammar Nazi, that it is an acceptable standard? Um, I don't think it's an acceptable standard, oh. and I don't think that anyone else is going to make me believe it's an acceptable standard. Here's a counterexample. People use, in the, st- in the stead of should have and would have, should of and would of. Okay, that mm. one's just dumb because... Okay, but weird. why is that more dumb or less dumb Ooh, than the prepositions You one? are right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Good point. Yeah. Still grammatically incorrect. I see, I see. And I think that's even less grammatically correct. I think that's just, like, stupid. <laughs> There's really not any <laughs> excuse. And, and for anybody listening to this who says and writes would of and should of, you're wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> you have, have a bone to pick with me. I will fight you about that. He would have socked you in the face. I would have socked you in the face <laughs> if I could have done that. Ooh, point proven. Yeah, I don't know. Like the prepositions thing is just kind of like really pushy and a little uh, a little posh and high-minded. No, it's okay. I get really annoyed when people use the wrong there versus there. I don't understand how that's even your. I don't understand how that's even a thing. Except for like in in circumstances where you're tired and you're just messing it up. Like, I don't know. If people do it all the time, you know, oh, yeah. I don't really, have, I don't see an excuse for that. The funniest is when people try to use it uh, in a micro example when they're trying to insult you, like in League, when in me and league. Dan are playing, like if people are talking shit and they're like, 
you're dumb, but they then you lie, oh, you are, and I'm like, my what? My dumb what? My dumb what? <laughs> and then it just makes him more angry, which is kind of funny. Well, that's why I've just shortened it whenever I'm typing to your. So you like, are? You like are. how we used to in RuneScape? Yeah, just times. because then it's like nobody's going to be able to say, you're apostrophe E, right? Like, nobody's going to give me that shit. Or mm. you apostrophe R-E, right? So R-E. You're. R-E. Yeah. <laughs> the real haunting moments are the, one that could, the ones that could have changed your life. Like, like significantly? Yeah, like what if I what if I had taken this opportunity instead of this one? And you can like mm. kind of lay out the path before you. Yeah, the the problem being like there's really no use or no practical use for uh I guess regretting things like that. Yeah. Mm. Because like what are you gonna do? Just ruminate on it and feel like shit for a whole night? Yeah. And yeah. then what? You're still you're still in the regular life you had. You can't time travel and go back and experience that alternate timeline, right? Yeah, that's true. And then the other thing about that is like Without the decisions you had made nowadays, you couldn't enjoy some of the things that you currently enjoy. That's also you true. know, like, for instance, if we would have done different things in the past, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation, right? Yeah, we might not have just done a podcast at all if I didn't decide to hit play that one random drunken night. Exactly. And it's kind of like Ooh. those little moments play all together. And so I, I find that the moments that haunt me the most are always the ones that I really have no... Uh, I don't have any business regretting them or thinking about them. And so they're kind of easily uh, just like easily fixed or yeah. ameliorated because of that. But then you forget about them, right? No. You that's why that's the whole them? point. They're haunting. Yeah. I just sort of, I think about them every once in a while. I go, oh, and then that's it. <laughs> you just do a little shiver shake and you just Yeah. And then I go holiday. back to, I, I, I distract myself with YouTube or some shit and then I'm fine. Yeah, pretty much. And now it's time for dance facts. Yeah, there's an interesting thing. I was listening to Jordan Peterson, he's a psychologist, and he was saying that the purpose of memory is to remember things from your past so that you can try to fix them like when you're going into the future. I might be butchering it, but there's like a certain purpose of memory. That's why some things you forget really easily, mm-hmm. and then uh-huh. some things that you remember because you're trying to almost ameliorate them for when you go into the future. That's a really good so idea. It's a defense like, mechanism? Kind of, Could yeah. Be. I mean, there's a, like... I gotta look it up just so I can get it better, but yeah, it's, it's something along those Dance lines. Facts. Dance facts. You don't want to screw up and look like an idiot. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to be haunted. After I immortalized this on the internet, right? <laughs> Dang it. I like the idea. I think that's definitely true in a lot of cases where your memory serves as a way for you to not make the same mistakes. Yeah. I think memory being one of those things that is so hard to pin down um, is... Random rule. When a verb has a preposition attached to it, you can end a sentence with that verb. Pin, okay. To pin down is its own verb. Anyways, because memories are so hard to pin down in general, mm-hmm. it's sort of like there could be so many reasons for having memories. But I do think that in this sense, it's important to take your memories and treat them as if you need to learn from them. And so like all the memories that really haunt you in this sort of way, good opportunities for you to like I don't know, find a way around them. Okay, yeah, let me say the quote. So people think that the purpose of memory is to remember the past, and that's not the purpose of memory. The purpose of memory is to extract out from the past lessons to structure the future. Mm. Yeah. That's like what you were just saying. Yeah, that's like, yeah, exactly right. I think that definitely holds a lot of truth to it, and it's useful. It's practical information. Yep. Right? And also, like, I think it sort of speaks in some senses to, like, how trauma works as well. When people remember trauma and like they have traumatic experiences, like PTSD that are, level, yeah, like are triggering. It's like they're 
it's uh it's a, a really early sense of the brain trying to be like defending itself against it mm. like it's the first defense against doing something horrible again that's lodged in your memory right mm-hmm. and so i think in some sense it really reacts well with that type of uh, observation as well yeah you know in terms of trauma and these things like that man i can't imagine having like actual ptsd you know to the point where it's crippling like those veterans who can't function during the 4th of July because the fireworks mm-hmm. make them think of bombs and then they're just like cowering in fear. Yeah. Jeez. War as yeah. hell. Yeah. Another one that kind of haunts me a little bit was the car crash that I had when I totaled the first car that I had. Regalus. The first car that I owned that is now in pieces because I <laughs> I got into the car crash. I sometimes think of that moment. You got in a car crash too. Oh, you did too. Yeah, like I don't know you if totaled I... like your car. At yeah, some the, point? The, the Jeep. Old, the old Jeep. Oh, wow! I forgot about that. Yeah, we can talk about that one in a second. What happened to you? Mine was just basically like I still vividly remember the exact few seconds leading up to that the impact. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was making the left turn, and I still very explicitly remember me gasping because I knew what was going to happen in that next like quarter of a second. Because mm-hmm. I can think now even. Just the view of me looking outside of the mirror, making the left turn and going, <gasps> and then I remember the impact. Like, I still remember the feeling of the impact and how... Was it T-bone? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But I still remember, if I think about it hard enough, like how the impact felt like going through my body, kind of the airbag hitting me a little bit. Ooh. So if, if I think about it again, it's like, yeah, that's like a reoccurring thing. It, I don't think it was an event enough to shock me to like... Oh, I don't want to drive cars anymore because obviously I'm still fine with that. But it's like a thing that I can think about over and over again. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I could have maybe died there if that went a little bit worse. But I mean, the outcome of it was fine. Everybody involved was, we're all fine now. But yeah, that's like one of those moments that I'm like, wow. But there are people there who have experiences equal to or worse than that that end up making those situations or situations similar to that just completely debilitating. And that's mm. just ridiculous i mean not not ridiculous in the sense where i think it's dumb i think i'm saying ridiculous in the sense that it's so crazy that that's a thing that can actually happen because it's just not something that you usually think of or experience you know Mm -hmm. that's wild what what about yours what was your i was in a car i was in a car crash maybe what four or five years ago that um i was driving a pretty heavy set car so it was it was okay but i just remembered i had that same moment where that same exact moment where I was turning left and I saw the car coming and I went, oh shit. And um, it was one of those moments where I did think a lot about my entire life up until that moment. So you had that life flashing before your eyes moment? Sort of, sort of. It wasn't like a detailed depiction of everything, but I was kind of like, this is it. Like I'm just going down. And I was, I was angry about it too. I was just so enraged by the fact that this was the way it was going to happen. And I was like, 22 fucking years and this is the way it go oh, and so, like, you thought you were gonna die no i thought yeah i thought i was gonna die oh and so crap. um i didn't know was, oh yeah i thought i thought it was thought over gonna, and wow. um but but luckily like i think Jeez. i think the other driver hit a part of the car and the car just absorbed all of it mm. and so i walked away like unscathed and yeah, i was fine without like some i was dizzy for the rest of the day but that's nothing um that one that one doesn't affect me so much anymore besides the gravity of the fact that i could have been dead but like yeah. The uh, the one that really gets me is when the cop one, pulled you over for jumping the curb by the Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, yeah, I wish. He's a um, you were in the cops big, and curbs now. Yeah, yeah that's no. it. And well, you had the big Jeep, so you were able to get over the curb. 
I just, I couldn't see, I was a new driver. I couldn't see the curb, the <laughs> island. And so I just went, oh, then I just Did I you have the sticker it. that said, student driver, please be patient. Maybe he would have given you a little <laughs> no, more I was, uh, No, I was too, uh, I was too haughty to have anything oh. like that in my car. <laughs> no, the one that sticks with me is one time, I think a couple of years ago during Hurricane Michael, I had to travel to the American uh, Southeast to do some, do some piano playing. Mm -hmm. And we were like, I was expecting this like flight to get canceled because of the fucking hurricane. And for some reason it wasn't, which I learned is because hurricanes are a lot easier to navigate because it's just like, I'll explain it later. But so we're going into this. I'm reading, I'm reading like 1984 by George Orwell and I'm just like immersed in it at the same time. I remember as soon as we started like moving, I think I freaked out. Because I was like, oh my God, I'm in a metal tube going straight into a hurricane. Like, I'm not ready to die like this. And, I, and that, that moment really haunts me. You know, I've just- That I, realization? Yeah, just that moment of clarity of like, even before happening where I was like this close to cracking and just needing to get off the plane Ooh. and just being like, I'm not traveling on this. Like, take me back. Your primal lizard brain was kicking in. A yeah, yeah. My up. ape brain was coming out and being like, and I think it was, it was worse too. Because um, I was reading a book that had me immersed in a dystopian society. Here's something funny too, which I don't know if it haunts me, but I think about it. I was really nervous. And I I think I was trying to make a small talk with the woman next to me because I was so nervous. And she really wasn't having it. She was just like, fuck off. I don't know. I tried like, I tried saying something like harmless and innocuous. And she was like, "Uh mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I think the flight attendants had recognized that I was really nervous because you know those little like packs of cookies. Yeah. They like threw four or five at me. Like, like here, you need this, take honey. this. Yeah, just just have it. You'll be fine. Oh, that's funny. I mean, not for you, but I mean, that situation. I'm I'm here, right? I'm not dead. So not dead. yeah, yeah. I remember we were, I was returning from Colorado, not Colorado, Washington, on the flight, and mm-hmm. then there was the thunderstorm. So it was pretty intense going through that thunderstorm. You, you could look out the window. Yeah, you could look out the window and see like all oh, that like chaser level. Yeah, it craziness. was legit like that. But Dang. it was a it was a thunderstorm, so I'm sure the pilots are able to navigate through those free. Here's my explanation, crazy. actually, because you bring this up. What I learned is that flying through or into a hurricane is generally preferable to flying into thunderstorms because when you're th- when you're flying through a hurricane, you think about the um. Think about what a hurricane is. It's just like a large mass of rotating air. Uh-huh. Basically, it's just the, the air has layers and you can fly horizontally through a layer without the air changing very much. Mm. And so basically mm. you, you can figure it out by flying through one layer of the hurricane. You can just fly straight, straight through it. Yeah, yeah well, um, with this thunderstorm, we had a lot of turbulence. It was well, like... That's <laughs> the thing is because when you're dealing with thunderstorms, you're dealing with lots of up and down wind, not oh, horizontal okay. wind. And so that's what really... So, yeah, it was it. pretty scary. It was, yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> it actually was. Yeah, there was a lot of shaking in the plane. Like, like when, okay. You know, like when the plane kind of drops a couple feet and you feel like I, your balls going I was yeah, just yeah. going to yeah. say that. That's my least <laughs> favorite experience. That and that's why I don't think I should do like... Or that's why I don't think I can do roller coasters because I hate that feeling. Oh. dropping <laughs> I can do roller coasters i can't do giant drops no the giant drop is like masochistic yeah i mean with roller, <laughs> with roller coasters you can kind of brace yourself so you can reduce the balls going into your throat a little bit <laughs> but with giant drops that's just the entire ride it's just one of it man i don't know two to five seconds of your balls going up through your throat <laughs> into your eye sockets and that's it you can't do anything about it there's no horizontal movement to you know ease the tension a little bit it's just straight down can't handle it yeah, I, I've gotten a bit better at roller coasters in the past, I don't know, a few years. Yeah. 
still the drops still get me though. I don't like that feeling of weightlessness. I don't know. I haven't been on a roller coaster in a couple of years, but I also used to be very afraid of them until my friends forced me to go. Well, they didn't really force me to, but it was like everybody's going on it, and I don't want to be the only one standing outside <laughs> of it. Like so I was bitch. like, shit, I just guess I have to go. But the first one I went on was um, the Raging Bull, which is probably a pretty good one to get yeah. over your fear right away. So yeah, that's like yeah. one of the more intense ones. Yeah. How sure. is that any different from the uh, from the wing challenge? Right? There's this sense of like you have to do it because you don't want to you don't want to pussy out. Yeah, that's true. You know. But I also didn't have five to ten other people in front of me go so eating wings. That's true. And then I would be the only one sitting out. That's just a self-imposed okay, challenge. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still do it, though. If you want a fun... Actually, I don't think it's too expensive to get ghost peppers yourself. But I don't know. I, why don't we do this? How about you eat a ghost pepper while at the top of a roller coaster? <laughs> You eat and when it, it sna- snaps a f- picture of me on the way down, I'm like crying tears and my face is all red. <laughs> I can't see that, through it. That would be a fucking trip is you do that. You'd probably die, actually. I, I feel like I, your heart I, wouldn't take that. Between, between the need to gasp for air because it's too hot and also the need to gasp for air because the wind is getting knocked out of me from the roller coaster might, <laughs> might suffocate. That's like the supreme worst idea I've ever, you know, thought of. It's an alternate to that roller coaster that will kill you with the, the G-forces. The seven you know? loops. Yeah. yeah. Was that a real thing? I, I thought that was, I don't mm. know if it was real or if it was just like a conceptual. No, it was, a, it was a concept. Some guy won an award for it because it was, like <laughs> in cra- it was crazy, but it was some sort of architectural or engineering conference. Yeah. He presented the... Uh, I think it was like the loops of death or something. You know about that, right, Dan? No. Oh, it's basically this roller coaster that's designed in a way where, do you know what G-forces are? Yeah. Yeah, it's designed in a way so that there's so many G-forces on you that I think it, um, like they're lasting on you long enough to either like crush your organs or something or like suffocate you somehow, but by the end of the ride, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. What it is, is nice. like it's a loop. And then, and then each loop gets smaller by some degree. Yeah. And then by like the fourth or fifth loop, you're incapacitated and then you've just lost brain to your blood and you die. Brain to your blood. <laughs> or blood to your brain. <laughs> brain to my blood. That's what I'm experiencing yeah. currently. Apparently. Yeah. On the a... treadmill at uh, 12 degrees. Yeah. yeah you've been, oh man. Beers. You've been running at 20 miles an hour this entire time. It's really impressive, honestly. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been training for this day for yeah. a long What's time. What's even more impressive is that you have one of those really high tech garbs. <laughs> you have a really high tech. <laughs> treadmill that doesn't make any sound it's totally <laughs> silent cost me a lot it's a peloton yeah oh the peloton. <laughs> yeah. let's go peloton yeah. good great <laughs> wonderful yeah. i have another hunting memory that i think about every so often sure I, so i played recreational volleyball at u of i um and at the beginning of the year obviously you have new people coming in because they want to check out the club right and so there was within the first few weeks there's a lot of new people coming in because that's when they're first seeing what it's like and if they want to stick around or not. Mm-hmm. And I noticed this one day that there was a really cute girl. And I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. And so when in between matches, we were sitting on the side and just chit-chatting with all my friends. And so this girl is like in the court right in front of me. And my friend is to my right. And I turn to her and I go, oh, who's that girl? She's pretty cute. And then this guy to the left of me goes, Oh yeah, that's my girlfriend. Ooh. <laughs> I turn over to him and I go, "Nice, congratulations, good job, dude." Mm-hmm. And then I, I like give him a fist bump, and then I get up and I walk away. <laughs> it was such a You're bad like, moment. Like, God damn it, I can't. Of, of all the times for to to do that specific thing, I was like, oh, 
That guy lived yeah. for that moment. Yeah, probably. Man, he probably felt pretty good about yeah. it. So I mean, I gave him props, long. and I played it off probably as well as I could have. But that's one of the things that I think about every so often. I go, well, <laughs> probably bad timing, but, you know, whatever. I would have done something to assert dominance. And like, uh, you trying to hop sides, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, your girlfriend. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my girlfriend. <laughs> you trying to switch hit right now, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's lots of uh, there's lots of moments that maybe they don't haunt you, but you think about them. And Often. then you forget about them? No, yeah, you think about them and then you, you, then you forget about them. How about like, things that you can do to fix those memories? <laughs> you can't fix memories, Dan. This isn't no, like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> like, what would you be able to do to prevent for your situations future? Like that? Oh. oh. To prevent, yeah, preventative All actions. I can think of is try to recognize a similar situation happening to you and then taking the other course of action that you didn't at the time. Mm-hmm. But that also comes with difficulty because... You won't always recognize that that exact situation is happening, I guess. I mean, in the context of the car crashes, since these are split second occurrences, it's not like I will be like, oh, don't take the left and hit your brakes because you kind of just go into autopilot mode at that time. I'm definitely a lot more preca- like cautious with my um, left turns. With my left turns. Yeah, me now. too. Like, I don't I won't take them if I, you know, if I feel that there's an inkling or of a, of a chance that I might get hit, mm-hmm. you know, like. Car could be like a long ways away, and I'm like too close. That's probably why Michigan has those Michigan lifts. You can't make regular left turns in Michigan. You have to make like a weird UE and then go take a right instead or something like that. I don't know. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's very strange. It's a I've common never occurrence. heard of that. Neither did I until I went there a couple weeks Wait, ago. Wait, so explain a situation like that to me. So say you're on a highway, and you know how sometimes they have cutout sections where you can make a left? Yeah. You would have to make a U-turn. And mm. then make a right. It sounds incredible. Very strange and confusing. Sounds, I wasn't the one yeah, driving, so incredibly I'm probably butchering this also, but look up the Michigan left and that's a thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. As long as it's safer. You know, probably. Like, I don't know. There's probably a reason why they did that. Yeah, I guess so. There's right. also flashing yellow lights that I've seen. So it's not like, you know how you can do a left on the green light, mm-hmm. but you have to yield to the opposing traffic? Yeah. With the yellow green light, that's the same thing as just a green light, but... You're oh, still, specifically it's that. specific mm-hmm. to yielding to the mm-hmm. oncoming traffic as opposed to just relying it on. Was that in a on your state? own judgment? Like, I've seen it in Illinois. I've seen it in like. I'm just. A pro- I'm a proponent for the green arrow all the time. Same. They should right? just do it everywhere. Yeah. In fact, I basically take only routes that either give me green arrows or routes like in which it's easy to take a left. Like I drive a route from. You, you caught that? I mean, you could just learn to drive, and then you'd be good. Okay, never mind. No, no, no. It's like, what do you it's mean? Because that's just the general rule. You yield to the oncoming traffic. No, I know that shit, but like, I yeah. no, but what I'm saying is like, I generally will like curtail all of my ro- all of my routes so that the lefts are easy to make. Mm. Like, or if, or I'm making right. Turns. Oh, like you don't want one that goes across like three different lanes of traffic. I, I'd rather minimize the amount of danger in which I put myself. Yeah. You know, like, mm. like for instance, I take a route from like, where I teach to um, like Kelby's apartment once in a while. Mm-hmm. And the route that I use is has like the most calm left turn that I can find. And so it, it gets me in like a good parking position and the left turn is like really calm. There's no, it's a not, a, it's not a busy intersection. Yeah. So like that's the type of routes that I look for. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I kind of tweak out a little bit on left turns now since yeah, <laughs> the accident. After, yeah. There's definitely yeah. some post traumatic yeah. stuff going on. Cause I know from when I was driving, like, yeah, my only accidents have come from the snow. Oh, really? So when I start uh-huh. drifting, I start losing control in the snow. Then I start getting a little tense and yeah. I start feeling it. 
especially like um with my car it's like rear wheel drive and yeah so like the rear is awful for the snow terrible yeah. and so like when it's when snow is even minimally i have to go like way slower than i normally drive have you guys ever felt like a bitterness on your tongue when you have a driving situation you feel nervous it's like there's like a bitterness on your tongue i don't think so maybe no. that's a I felt that common before. occurrence i could look it up and see if that's like if it's a, part of the sign yeah maybe like it tastes like you're eating like a bitter food, like the same. Yeah, like same bitterness sensation. on tongue. Hmm. It's, it's like an instant reaction to like if I'm feeling nervous. Hey, wow, well, that's like, a, like the first thing. Is bitterness on tongue. Let's see. It says acid reflux. <laughs> no. <laughs> <acid> reflux. <laughs> Here, maybe I'll see bitterness on tongue when driving. Nervous. It's like when nervous. It's not really when I'm nervous though. It's just like there was one time when I was driving and. Um, I was trying to get someplace before the roads had been paved or not paved, but rather like cleared of snow. And I was going through the light turned yellow and I was trying to stop and I slid all the way through the light. And I was just like, this is happening. Like, I hope I don't get hit. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Well, it says stress and anxiety is a possible causation of the bitterness in the tongue. So that's probably what it is. Otherwise, you might be experiencing menopause, Dan. <laughs> Dan, are you ready to not have kids anymore? Yeah. Your eggs are dying. Mm-hmm. Pine nut syndrome. Pine nut syndrome. What, what is this? In some people, eating pine nuts may cause a bitter or metallic taste in their mouth. Oh. Hmm. I thought that was just like <laughs> the name for some kind of medical disability, pine nut. Like, a, like sorry, dude, you got, you got, got pine nut. nut. <laughs> it's like maple syrup pee. Have you heard of that? No. Peter told it's, me about it. It, it smells like, like maple syrup or something? Yeah, yeah, dude, apparently it's what? really bad. Look it up. I want to see if he's maple full of shit. Maple syrup pee. Well, it does come up. There it is. Maple syrup urine disease is an autosmal recessive metabolic disorder <laughs> affecting branch chain amino acids. God, this is too many words. For Just me. tell us what it does. Tell us the mortality rate. Uh, <laughs> there's a mortality rate? No, I think like with these memories, I think most of the time, the ones that tend to uh, haunt us the most are like, the girls one is like, I think a common third with most guys. I think it just like, I think because you think about it and you're like, oh, I was so dumb. But I also think that affects most people. It's like, oh, I should have known. Like, oh, I had no idea. I'm so oblivious. But I, I don't think signals are so easy to read anyways. Yeah. Know? In the moment, like I said, it's hard to recognize when that thing is happening because hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? But then you also mm. don't want to be like too forward. Like yeah. I, I understand that you don't want to be like putting yourself in a situation where to make someone else uncomfortable, right? That's at least how I felt about it. I was like, I always feel justified in my like feelings because it's just like you know, if it was meant to be, it would have happened. But like, also, I'm better off not like placing myself in a situation that makes someone else uncomfortable. Wise words from Love Guru JP. Love Guru, hardly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think like the haunting, like the haunting memories are is an interesting topic because there's so many types of them. Yeah. There's like the near death scenario ones that haunt you, like trauma does. Yeah. Then there's like the missed opportunities that are life changing moments ones. Then there's like the awkward, like embarrassing ones that we yeah. all remember. I mean, yeah. thus far, all the ones that we've been talking about were carried a negative connotation with it. Yeah. But I mean doesn't haunting necessarily have to mean that it, it was a bad experience i mean you could have had then you wouldn't say haunting you'd yeah, say okay, like yeah, lasting true. yeah i guess yeah we're only going w- with the shitter here we're not <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't have room for these good fluffy memories we're only talking about the hard edgy dark lord things <laughs> that's the only that's the only ones for which i have space in my head <laughs> you know like i don't know i don't really have any other ones that yeah. i can immediately think of 
which will probably come to surface when I'm trying to go to sleep tonight. I know, that's going to be the best part about this is all the content's going to be really later. Just make sure that when you're laying in bed tonight, you have a microphone nearby or your phone on record, and then you go, <gasps> and then you say what you're thinking, and then I'll just put it in post. Yes. Much like this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have like a little bit, for a little space for it. Uh -huh. now. Yeah, I don't have any more. Any more that I would be willing to sell to share with? <laughs> yeah, everything else is too embarrassing or private that we shouldn't put this on air. Yeah, and that's gonna haunt me if I tell you. Ooh. I shouldn't have said that on the air. Well, we will continue to haunt people with our podcast. Yes, it yeah. still happens for the foreseeable future. You know what does? Okay, this isn't a haunting memory, but this is a thing that I still frequently think about. You know that common phrase: as soon as you put something on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah. yeah. When I think about us putting up these podcast episodes. Our voices are, unless the servers that they're hosted on get deleted entirely somehow, we're just there forever as far as we know. So I don't know if humans are still around in like 2000 years and this stuff is archived, they will hear us at this exact moment. Whoa. All right. So we're haunting the people of the future. Dang. We're just talking to you, 4040 dwellers. Dang. Whoa. That is if there's so much content that they're willing to go through it to oh, actually yeah. listen to us. I don't know. Maybe we'd end up on one of those like archives. Somebody's doing like, it's 3050. Somebody's doing <laughs> all this research on like a millennia ago. Yeah. And they find this, this like collection of our podcast and they go, oh, Whoa. check this out. Yeah. This could be like an expose on the, you know, middle upper class, <laughs> you know, 20 to 30 year old male. And hey. they do a whole thesis on us. Their current forms of entertainment are beyond our regular comprehension, but they go, oh, what is this thing that humans in 2020 used to do called podcasting? Oh, they use things called tags to diversify and narrow down what they're looking up. Let's look up the tag losers. And then we come up and it's Let's go. And they go, how did they know that we would listen to this? What? What future gods are they are they <laughs> worshiping? What sort of what powers magic? did they attain? Yeah, they might think that we're some sort of crazy advanced civilization that knew what was going to happen ahead of time, which we were apparently, so, and which we are currently. Yeah, or our kids and future generations will be like, oh god, what a bunch of what a bunch of jags, what a bunch of dweebos, <laughs> you know, like shooting podcasts is so lame. Mm. That's what I think. Just listen to ourselves freaking from one episode ago. I love it. <laughs> what are these losers doing? <laughs> I can't wait to be 70 and have this haunt my memories. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, no, that's what I brought up in the beginning. Like, yeah, right. Like, listening to the last podcast, I was like, wow, I sound so immature. That's what I was thinking about coming into it is that you just got to own it. Oh, man. We're trying, exactly. We're trying to own it, but then structure our memories for the future. So I was thinking, what can I do kid, to sound man. more mature? So that's what I was thinking about. Uh, one thing is that I drink too much before the kid on this <laughs> podcast. I gotta be a little bit less loaded before coming on the podcast. Hey, you <laughs> maybe that might help. Right that seem that might you know help me out to sound more mature. <laughs> it's it's all about maturity. So yeah, well, we're getting there. This podcast yeah. is about hanging. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's true too. You don't have to. We're, just we're getting blasted just when we're hanging. Such is life. I mean, we literally threw people on the bus like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> so, I mean. I got to re-listen to that one. All right. Well, that's all we can have. So, if you want to. Uh, what are you going to? <laughs> like, what know. was your intention well, with that Well, we're, we're going to haunt you with our podcast if you consistently listen to this. So, maybe you'll think about our conversations and then 
have this stuck in your head for who knows. Yeah, it's time for me to get off the treadmill. Yeah. And oh, you've been, yeah, I mean, you've been running at 50 miles an hour. That's pretty. No!